Hi, everybody. Hello. Hello and welcome to your Friday. You're listening to Crooked News, where we bring you crazy news and hilarious history. And just a a nice hug at the end of a weird week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, so kind of following with last week's or last Monday's episode a little bit in theme. Uh, okay. I've got a couple of badass ladies here. Uh, Yay. Due to Florida Man. So this oh my is, god! Yeah, this is from Click, <laughs> okay. This is from ClickOrlando.com, uh, and it was by Adrian Cutway, published February eleventh, twenty twenty one. Um, man steals rings from one Florida girlfriend to propose to his other girlfriend. Deputy what? Say. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh my god! Oh, this this whole thing is fucked. Um, I love it. Suspect is wanted on grand theft charge, so they have not caught him. Um. Oh my god, what? Mm-hmm. He's still at large? <laughs> yes. Oh no! Um, we think his name is Joseph L. Davis, but that might not be his name. <laughs> what? How do yeah. they not know his name? Oh. His girlfriends know his name? Is nope. it a fake name? Oh my god, I'm You'll so see. excited. You'll oh my god. Okay. Oh my god. This is the most convoluted story I've ever done on a Crooked News. Um, oh my god. <laughs> oh no. So, Volusia County deputies are looking for a man who gave both women he was dating a fake name, stole from them, and took rings from one of his girlfriends to propose to his other girlfriend. Good God. The love triangle began to unravel earlier this year when an Orange City woman realized her boyfriend was engaged to another woman who lives in Orlando. The Orange County, or the Orange City girlfriend looked through the fiance's Facebook page and saw she was wearing her wedding band and engagement ring from a prior marriage. Oh my God. Uh Uh-huh. The Orange City woman checked her jewelry box and discovered her old wedding rings were missing, along with several other pieces of jewelry and a diamond ring that belonged to her grandmother. What? Mm-hmm. Deputies said Oh my god, this in- is so crazy. Yeah. Deputies said all in all, $6,270 worth of jewelry was stolen from the Orange City girlfriend. No! Mm-hmm. Also, who has the fucking time? I don't know. I, they, these always blow my mind. Like, who has the time to have two fiancés? I have no idea. Um, In two different cities. Work, I, I can't. Work is a good cover-up. That's up. exhausting. Yeah. Um, she then confronted her boyfriend about the thefts and began communicating with the Orlando fiancé so she could get her jewelry back since both relationships were now over due to the infidelity. Uh, yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they were both like, uh, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> Sir. <laughs> uh, the man told the woman his name, the women, his name was Marcus Brown or Joe Brown, but really his name was Joseph L. Davis a convicted felon who was wanted on a hit-and-run charge out of Oregon. Um, Whoa! Yeah. The Orlando fiancé also said that Davis had fooled her. One day, he took her to the Orange City girlfriend's home while that woman was at work and claimed the house was his and he wanted the Orlando fiancé to move in with him. 
What? Uh-huh. What was the end game there? The fiance packed up her apartment and disassembled her furniture, but before she could <gasps> move, Davis told her the deal on the house had fallen through. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> and upset Remy. Remy's too. upset about it too. Yes. <laughs> Deputies said Davis stole a laptop and jewelry from his fiance after he moved out and disappeared. The women. Wow. Mm-hmm. The women who both met Davis on OK Cupid. Don't go on OK Cupid. Oh, no. Don't go on Plenty of Fish. They're awful. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> teamed up and went to detectives to provide photos in hopes of learning his true identity. Um. Goodness gracious. Investigators searched databases and shared photos of Davis with other law enforcement agencies to try to find a match, but they came up short until the fiancé remembered that Davis had a niece in North Carolina and she happened to have the name and address for that relative. Um, deputies said they tracked down that woman, who was actually Davis's sister, and that led them to discover his true identity. As for now, his whereabouts are unknown. <laughs> he's oh my um, god that's insane yeah he's wanted on a felony grand theft charge out of Volusia County as well as the hit and run warrant out of Oregon his prior arrests include possession of fictitious ID filing a false police report domestic assault and possession of cocaine with intent to sell ooh um, he has only God can judge me tattooed on his left arm that's never oh, a good quote you. that people use if they are using that quote, you need to look at them with a very close eye. Um, uh, yeah, red flag. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big red flag. Anyone with information about Davis's whereabouts is asked to call the Volusia County Sheriff's Office at 386-668-3830 and ask for Detective Wheeler. Wow. Yeah. All right, well, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> no one can top that. That's <laughs> no insane. No one can follow that. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah, that was... Good Lord. Yeah. Can you believe how convoluted that was? And it only took me like no! five minutes to get through that article. <laughs> that's insane. That's yeah. insane. I, I can't even... <laughs> wow. Um. So this next one is from the Scottish Sun. Um. Okay. And it was snowing, so I was inspired to look for snow stuff. Okay. This is by Katie Pagan, and it was published February 2021, um, the 11th. Um, oh, it's also by Alexander Laurie. I didn't see that it had two authors. Um, so, snowballs. Scottish weather. Storm Darcy sparks very rude snow penis trend as cheeky Scots show off six-foot creations. <laughs> Oh, I, I love Scottish people. Um, oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Storm Darcy. One of my students did this when I was teaching. Oh, my God. A long time ago. He built an enormous snow penis in his front yard, and it was he lived on the main road in town, so you had to pass his house to get to school. Oh, that's hilarious. Someone, yep. <laughs> there's a sign on my way to work that, that's like an old marquee that looks like it's just been left behind by someone. 
and mm-hmm. someone has like fucked with the letters. They took a bunch of them away, and all that is left is penis on just one line. I love it, and it's been like that I for a it. while. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, wow. Storm Darcy has caused chaos across the country with the UK's coldest temperature in 26 years. Crashes and roads blocked by snow. Um, But cheeky Scots have still found a way to have some fun with the heavy flurries, building six-foot snow penises. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. BAFTA-winning telly writer Neil Forsyth shared snaps of the hilarious creations in Dundee, Edinburgh, and Glasgow on social media. Um, Posting on Twitter, the guilt writer joked, Scotland welcomes the snow with both unity and dignity. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Um... Yes to both. Yes. Meanwhile, one <laughs> Scot spent hours sculpting an enormous snow willy in Pilrig Park in Edinburgh on Wednesday morning. Um, a snow willy? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, uh, hilarious images were posted online with locals claiming no one took offense at the eight-foot adult-themed shaping. Reuben Taylor posted, the guy building it looked very proud. Kids were quite happy playing around it. And oh my god! <laughs> and social media Kids users... Kids were playing around it! Yes! And social media users are loving them, as one quipped, love snowballs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> New meaning to the term snowballs, doesn't yes. it? Um, oh, that's hilarious. Oh no. <laughs> another cheeky twitter user questioned are they the new statues of johnson and a third said <laughs> snow penises are the one of the seven wonders of the silly world um, <laughs> elsewhere creative scots modeled a snowman to look like ex-us president donald trump and made a dig at his twitter ban with a fake snowdis account <laughs> ha ha um but there's also been some very wholesome snow creations. Um, a bricklayer who misses building homes during lockdown made an incredible igloo for his family. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. I've always wanted to make an igloo, but we've never have enough snow for that. Well, now we do. <laughs> no, um, we don't. I, you need I'm, so much snow to make an ig- igloo. I'm kidding. We'd have to like live in Colorado where you get like six feet of snow. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was that. I just thought that was silly and fun. That's awesome. <laughs> and then this last one is very short. Uh, it's from the Bruda. Um, it doesn't have an author. Um, man built okay. 11 speed bumps near his house after getting annoyed by vehicle noise. Oh my God. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> Take it into your own hands, yes. man. One man in Malaysia was so fed up with the noise from vehicles passing by his house that he took matters into his own hands. Um, I totally understand. Mr. Noor Muhammad Roslam Haroon, 40, admitted his mistake. (laughs) I'm actually proud of that. I that didn't take as long as it normally would. Um, (laughs) admitted his mistake in building so many speed bumps on a 40 meter stretch and causing a hassle to other residents. 
I hired a bulldozer operator to remove all the speed bumps on the street, including the two original ones. Oh, um, he removed the speed bumps because well, he was tired of hearing the the crashing or something? No, like, he, he did it, and then people got really mad. So, like, he hired oh, someone to pull up. Gotcha. Um, the case went viral on social media a few days ago after a man uploaded a picture of the new speed bumps on the street leading to his house, which he claimed had been installed by his neighbor. Um, Mr. Nor Muhammad said he was insult- <laughs> he installed the speed bumps because he was often disturbed by the noise of passing vehicles. The noise from cars. I totally and- get that. Yeah. Do you remember how loud it is on my st- on my old street? Oh with yeah. Stupid people who like remove their mufflers and shit, and they're just like. And you're like, wow, that's awesome. I'm glad I don't have a sleeping child in my house. (laughs) Yeah. Um, The noise from cars and motorcycles disrupts my sleep. I'm so stressed out and I also have other health issues. Actually, I wanted to make speed humps, but the asphalt hardened so quickly before they could be flattened, causing them to become bumps. (laughs) 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 This made the road inaccessible to all cars except four-wheel drives. Oh, um, no. So they were, like, really high. That yeah. really sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Noor Muhammad revealed that he spent $355 of his employees' provident fund, ice and our money, to install the speed bumps. <laughs> wow. Yeah. But I didn't know. Oh, that's amazing. I, I mean, I don't know if you can do that here. This is in Malaysia. But I didn't know that's a thing that people could do. <laughs> I don't think you can. I think he just did it because he was <laughs> done. <laughs> I don't blame him a bit. I don't either. <laughs> There's no way you could get that approved by the city. They'd just be like, wear earplugs, bro. <laughs> yeah. Move. Like, that's what everyone would say. And that's not always an option. Mm-hmm. Moving isn't always an option for people. Moving is expensive. Yes, it is. Um, But that's my segment. Let's... I love it. Thank you. Let's... That was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. All right, let's take a quick break. Okay. And we're back. Hi. All right. So I went to Egypt. Okay. For uh, for, for my segment. Not literally, obviously. But, <laughs> um, <laughs> I found a fun article called 21 Weird Facts About King Tut. Mm. Uh, we're obviously not going to do all 21. That would be insane. Yeah. Um, if you hear weird noises in the background, that's my child. She's awake, and I can't do anything about it. So, um, <laughs> all right, so let's start with some basic facts. So, Tutankhamun was born around 1341 BC, uh, the son of the powerful pharaoh, oh god, <laughs> Ankenheten? Hinaton? Ank. Ankenheten? Pause. Uh, so, the powerful pharaoh. Ankenaten. After that pharaoh died in 1334 BC, two minor kings reigned until Tut took the throne in 1332. He ruled for around eight or nine years, with his chief accomplishment being restoring Egypt back to its polytheistic worship of the god Amun. Amun? Amun? I think it's Amun. Uh, he died in... Th- he died in 1323 BC at 19 and was buried in a quickly built but ornately decorated tomb that was forgotten until its discovery in 1922 by a British researcher, Howard Carter. So he was too when he took know. the throne. 
Yes, I did not know that he only ruled for eight or nine years. I knew it was a short period of time. I didn't know it was... I honestly thought it was shorter than that. I didn't realize how young he was. Well, it's just insane because he's this pharaoh, Mm -hmm. and his tomb is, like, insane. Oh, yeah. It's... Everyone knows about King Tut's tomb and how, like, incredible it was, and he only ruled for, like, nine years. That's just... That's so crazy to me. Yeah. Well, he probably got so much, like, recognition and... I don't know, like, lordship status for helping them return to whoever it was that they needed to... Yeah, I mean, restoring Egypt to its, like, formal... He, he made Egypt great again. <laughs> sorry. Make Egypt great again. Um, <laughs> that's the title I don't know that that's this. true. I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, oh, God. Okay. So, um, let's, let's get into some weird shit, though. Now that we've got a little bit of background, let's get into some weird shit. You ready? Mm-hmm. Okay, so apparently his mother and father were related. Oh, of course. So they like, were. Euro- but that's that that was very common though. So like the European ruling families of the 19th century, incest was extremely common among the royalty of Egypt because you've got to keep it in the family, right? Mm-hmm. They believed in keeping the purity of noble bloodlines. They do that in um, Game of Thrones as well. The Targaryens used to marry ble- brother and sisters. Yeah. To keep the bloodlines pure. Um. And then that resulted in them all being fucking nuts. So (laughs) they believed in keeping the purity of noble bloodlines. And it's generally believed that Tut's father and mother were siblings. Researchers at the Institute of Mummies and Icemen in Italy tested Tut's microchondrial DNA, mitochondrial DNA, sorry, can't read, uh, which is inherited only from the mother and determined that his mom was the sister of the previous pharaoh, Anki... Ankhenaten, known to be Tutankhamun's father. So yes, his mother was his father's sister, but we don't know her name. Of course. (laughs) Of course. They actually just call her the younger lady. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So because of the incest that protected the bloodline of the Egyptian royal family, Tut had a number of disfigurements. Uh, far from being the virile young boy shown in his golden death mask, Tut probably had severe, had a severe overbite, a curved spine, a massively disfigured foot, extremely slim hips, and a skewed face, and epilepsy. He also had pronounced breasts. It's likely oh, that Tut lived in... Oh, no. Ex- yeah. This poor it's man. like... Yeah, it's likely that Tut lived in a, in extreme pain for most of his short life. That's why he died so young. Yeah. Uh, well, I thought he had, like, gotten into an accident. I didn't know he had, like, all this shit. No. Yeah, me neither. Um, he, he obviously... So another thing is that he couldn't walk without help because of his... Because he, he had club foot. Yeah. Um, he needed help walking. So over a hundred walking sticks and canes were discovered in Tutankhamun's tomb because he needed one for each of his outfits, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> along with a variety of stools used for shooting a bow and arrow. It wasn't until the uh, the virtual autopsy that anyone knew why Tut would have been buried with all of these implements. Yeah, so they haven't opened his mummified body, obviously. They just, they had to, they had to, they scanned him recently and... F- found all of this shit like all of his disfigurements and shit because he's wrapped like you can't open a mummy yeah 
Um, and he, of course, wasn't the only child ruler in history. People, you know, ascended to the throne when they were 10 and 7, like, all the time. Yeah. Everyone died at 40, so whatever. Um, so his reign was actually more important than initially thought. So Tut's reign as pharaoh was fairly short, around 8 or 9 years, um, but and it was historically uneventful, marked by a few minor military campaigns against Egyptian, the Egyptian nemesis, um, the Hittites. Battles that Tut almost certainly had no role in, <laughs> because, you know, yeah. he couldn't walk. Um, <laughs> but Tut did play at least some role in reviving the worship of Amun, of Ammon? Amun? How did you say it? I think Amun. Amun? Yeah. Who had been cast aside by his father in favor of a monotheist, the monotheistic cult of Aten. Aten? Don't know anything about that, but that sounds interesting. We should mm-hmm. look it up sometime. Okay. Um, Tut also moved the, the, the capital of Egypt from Amarna, also called Ankitan City, back to Thebes and restored many palaces and temples destroyed during previous conflicts. So this is pretty cool. He's like restoring things and making things like more familiar i guess yeah back to like the old familiar ways so that's pretty neat making egypt great um, again he actually did yeah it. <laughs> he actually was um <laughs> let's see here um of course this is fun he married when he was nine oh. um just after yeah not great just no. after ascending the throne tut was married to his half-sister Oh, shoot. How on earth do you say this word? Akisinamun. Aki. Sure. Which means one who lives through Amun. Little is known about her, though she was probably a few years older than Tut, and she was, like Tut, a child of the previous pharaoh Ankahitan, and quite possibly was married to him. Her mother was, like the famous queen Nefertiti, was likely the famous Queen Nefertiti, who also might have been Tut's mother. (laughs) But we don't know. Essentially, Tut's wife was certainly his half-sister, possibly his blood sister, and maybe even his stepmother. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Ew. Uh, They apparently had two children. Yeah, it's, it's not great. They apparently had two children who died at birth. Um, the tomb of Tut revealed two small coffins containing the mummified remains of two babies, daughters, who were probably twins. DNA analysis confirmed that they were daughters of Tutankhamun and Enkisikinanimun. Uh, one of the children who was found had a severe spinal defect, and the other appeared to have been born alive. And, oh, and neither appeared to have been born alive. Sorry. Which is very, very sad, but that is what you incest would, does. You would think. That after a while of people being born and dying very quickly and having, like, visible defects, you would think, huh, what's happening? Yeah, but they didn't know that. They didn't understand science. They didn't know genetics was a thing. But They just thought, oh, you must be a witch. You had a weird-looking kid. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That or the kid is cursed. Right. It was a Your family must be cursed. Yeah. So, let's talk about how he died, and then we're going to be done. So, okay. um, theories abound as to why Tutankhamun died young, but everything from murder, usually thought to be a blow to the head, to genetic abnormalities, to sickle cell disease, are named as the culprit. But a 2010 study revealed that Tut probably died of a mar- malarial infection acquired oh. after he broke his leg, which is interesting because I'm pretty sure the Egyptians were, like, pretty fucking good doctors, but yeah. um, genetically passed 
Oh, genetically passed ailments probably had something to do with weakening the young king's immune system, leaving him vulnerable to malaria. Yeah. I heard, I swear I heard on something that, like, he had gotten into, like, a chariot accident. Like, something ran over him. Well, yeah, and there's a lot of speculation. They This is just what they found in his autopsy. Yeah. So there's a lot of different legends and things like that. And that's mm-hmm. the thing is that, you know, you never know um, what to actually believe because especially, like, in Egypt and stuff, a lot of things are, like, embellished with legends and stuff, especially yeah. when it comes to their pharaohs because their pharaohs were thought to be gods. Yeah. And that's another thing that... Um, why they ascended so when they were so young was because they thought that they were reincarnated souls kind of like in um scientology like it's not really a kid this is the reincarnated so and so blah 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 blah. you know what i mean yeah so they didn't really think of him as a child if that makes sense he was thought to be an old soul in a small body so yeah well i thought that was really interesting we've done a lot of medieval weird european shit lately so i thought i'd move areas of the country (laughs) of the world yeah areas yeah sorry it's areas of the country i've got a yeah areas of the country areas of the world (laughs) to a different country was what i meant to say (laughs) oh it's been a long week no it, it has believe me it has oh lord alrighty well thank you guys so much for listening we love you yeah and um I don't know. Join us next week. We've got more uh, badass lady stuff coming your way. Uh, we Yay! are celebrating being women in the month of March. I love it. Yeah. So excited. All right. Well, we love you guys. Please stay safe. And remember, you are not a monster. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Music is by Gisla Niebach. Check out our website, talkcricket.wixsite.com slash podcast for sources and visual aids, as well as resources to get involved. To keep up with our nonsense and stay up to date on all things Cricket, you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, Tumblr, and Facebook at Talk Cricket. To keep the shots coming, access ex- exclusive bonus content, get a free poster, and a shout out on air, head on over to our Patreon. All links can be found on our website. You can listen to us basically anywhere you get your podcast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. If you have interesting stories relating to our content, please send them to talkcrooked at gmail.com for a chance to be featured on the show. For business inquiries or sponsorships, please email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. See you next time.